Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the U.S. Markets Wrap. I'm Sean Cheung. Stocks are down after the hotter-than-expected inflation data for January spiked Treasury yields and raised doubts that the Federal Reserve would be able to cut rates several times this year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost about 1.35% to close at 38,272 points. It is its worst session since March of 2023. The S&P 500 slid by about 1.37% to end at 4,953 points. And as for the Nasdaq Composite, it fell by about 1.8% and it's settling in at about 15,655 points. So for more insights about these movements, we are joined on the line from the US, Chuck Lieberman, the CIO at Advisors Capital Management. Hello, Chuck. Hello. So January's uh, consumer price index came in hotter than expected, increasing about 0.3% last month after gaining about 0.2% the month before in December. This is led by categories that were expected to start to ease, such as uh, you know, shelter costs and other services. Uh, what's driving this stubborn inflation? Well, I think it's uh, the tightness of the labor market. Uh, we're seeing upward pressure on labor costs. Um, wage rates continue to rise at a pretty good clip. Uh, notwithstanding the small uh, layoffs, number of losses uh, of jobs that uh, were previously mentioned from uh, Paramount and from Instacart, uh, we're still generating close to 200,000 jobs per month. That's extremely rapid growth. And so the labor market is tight, wage rates are rising, and that, of course, provides a very solid floor underneath inflation. So this has obviously tempered enthusiasm that we saw on Wall Street when the Fed first signaled rate cuts. Can the Fed still pull inflation back to manageable levels without inflicting too much pain on the broader economy? And how long would this uh, realistically need? I think it's going to require some time. Uh, the Fed did signal that uh, there are no more rate hikes coming and the uh, future is uh, going to see some rate cuts. They didn't tell the market when, uh, and that's a good thing because I think when has been pushed further out into the future. The Fed needs to leave rates where they are. They can't lower them and provides a little more stimulus or less uh, headwind to economic growth. Uh, they need slower growth. Uh, they need some upward movement in the unemployment rate. They need slower job growth. And without raising rates, uh, they need uh, time to work on their behalf. You know, a good part of the rally we've seen has been predicated that we are moving in a straight line. So what does this set of data do to that Goldilocks narrative? Well, I think uh, the Goldilocks story can remain intact. It just has to be elongated in terms of time. We're not going to get back to 2% inflation quickly. The market was hoping that we would. You heard a lot of people making comments to the effect that overnight money is very expensive when inflation gets down to 2%. That statement is true. It's just that we're not getting down to 2% inflation anytime soon. And so interest rates, if they're going to slow the economy, will need a lot more time. And therefore, the Fed's hope to be able to reduce rates has clearly been pushed further out into the future. It's not even clear to me that they're going to be able to lower rates, lower policy rates in 2024. So, Chuck, let's take a look at the charts for a second, especially on the S&P's blue one to 5,000. It has been one of a breakout and consolidation and repeat. 
So with the latest CPI figures and the immediate price action to the downside, as we saw in the last session, do you think that this pattern of breakout and consolidation will repeat itself yet again? Or is there a larger macro story this time? Well, the flip side of uh, the macro story is that the economy continues to do very well. And so corporate profits are likely to be a lot stronger in 2024 than had been anticipated. So you have two conflicting forces at work. Rates staying higher for longer, that's a headwind for the market. And corporate profits doing better than expected, which is a tailwind for the market. So what I anticipate is periodic uh, sharp movements in stock prices to the upside when we get good corporate earnings and to the downside when we get bad inflation news. And I think the, the stock market will adjust by pushing the forecast of lower rates further into the future and maintaining the hope that the Goldilocks economy of growth but not too much growth and some moderation in inflation, that that can remain intact. Okay, so on that note of looking to the future, let's take a look later into 2024. Will small caps still be able to deliver in 2024, taking into account that the small cap companies' profits are more at risk when labor costs rise in line with high inflation? Well, yes, that's true, but they also benefit more from the strength of the U.S. economy relative to foreign economies, uh, which, of course, hurts uh, large-cap companies since so much of their revenue is derived from overseas. Uh, I think the small caps also have another big advantage, which is they're so much cheaper. The large-cap companies tend to be trading in much, much higher multiples. They must have strong economic growth, strong growth and profitability to justify their pricing. So I think there's less risk in small caps, and I think they should be a good place to uh, hold equities. Chuck, let's turn our attention to the strong earnings season we've seen so far. This has uh, propelled the market rally considerably. Is there any guarantee that it's going to last, especially for companies that are very much driven by the U.S. consumer? Well, there's no guarantee about anything ever. Um, but I do expect the consumer to uh, continue to spend. Uh, job growth is quite strong. Wage increases are also pretty sizable. So you have both factors working in the same direction to help consumer income. And one of the most reliable relationships we have in economics is the relationship between consumer spending and consumer income. If the income growth is there, you can be fairly confident that consumer spending growth will also be there. And that's one of the keys to the economy. Another one is that uh, while mortgage rates are still fairly high, they've come down. And the fact of the matter is that we have a very large shortage of housing in the United States. And that's going to support the housing market, especially new construction. So that's a big positive. And then yet one more big positive is the government spending on infrastructure and its green initiatives. So there's a lot of investment that's taking place for those reasons. So I don't see a recession on the horizon, uh, certainly not in 2024. I'm sure that we will have a recession somewhere in the future. Uh, we haven't escaped the business cycle. Uh, recessions do come along. It's just that I don't see one anytime soon. Right. Thank you very much, Chuck. Thank you for your time today and great insights there. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we've been speaking with Chuck Lieberman, the CIO at Advisors Capital Management. This has been the US Markets Wrap on Money FM 89.3. 
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.